Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Adventures in Careerland. career facilitator, consultant in the Louis Riel School Division. And we are broadcasting from the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center in a little space called the Broadcast Media Room. It's an odd place where we have a table and four microphones. Four microphones today because our guest for the podcast is actually at the table. We rarely get that. Usually we have to connect to people in Gatineau or somewhere in Toronto or Vancouver. So what a privilege today. As usual, the broadcast media program is the source of all our energy and all our ability here. And it is one of the 13 programs in the Louis Riel Arts and Technology Center. 13 applied programs. Students choose these programs from high school or once they're finished high school. Because as they consider their career path and think about, what should I do? This space offers some answers, potentially. You can do plumbing. You can do childcare. You can do automotive repair. You can do hairstyling, a pile of programs, opportunities for students, applied learning that helps students understand where their right fit might be and where they can find their excellent potential realized. That's what life's about. You want to find where your fit is and you want to find what it's all about. Ably assisted as always by two students from the broadcast media program, which I consider one of the gems in Luriel. And I have a couple of gems sitting right before me here. One is CJ Campbell, identifies as they, them. Hi, CJ. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How has your week been so far? It was good. It was a bit of a surprise that we got so many days off from school from the snowstorm. Yes, we had a snowstorm, but oh, yeah, it wasn't as big as some people said, right? It was so disappointing. I was actually excited that like everything was going to be closed down and we'd be snowed in. Oh, there was like no snow. I'm like the only people who complains about the weather wasn't bad enough. I know. 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 (laughs) That's the weirdest thing ever. What the heck is the matter with us? And of course, obviously, CJ never shovels snow. I do. I had to shovel out two cars. (laughs) Okay. I I love these guys who love the snow, but really (laughs) just kind of watch it come down and write poems and, you know, in the corner of the room. It was so pretty. It was pretty at times. It was was actually very nice yesterday when it came down. Yeah. Yeah, It was soft and fluffy on Easter. And it wasn't windy so it was just coming straight down so nice that's beautiful that's yeah. the time did you write a poem <laughs> no well that's the time to write a poem about snow about snow on easter and about the fluffiness of snow <laughs> and about it being on easter mm-hmm. and it, it's just a, a wonderful moment and of course you're hearing some of the mild rumblings of our second producer <laughs> andre yes Boisjoli. what a great name Andre, what did you do in these? We've had a few days off. And CJ was alluding to this. The government of Manitoba, for the first time in my recent memory, shut down schools for teachers and students. It was amazing, right? before the snowstorm. And it wasn't that bad. You didn't have to shut down schools. It was, you know what? You guys say it's not that bad. It was bad. There were some cars out there that were stuck. There were buses that were stuck. There were, it was pretty but messy. But it's not the first time that we have a snowstorm, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah that's... but what's the harm having a little day like that? I was bored. True, true. I was bored. You were bored? <laughs> oh my gosh. You can read a book. I thought you were a reader. I don't season. have any books right now. Okay. Well, you have to get some. I've got eight books going all the time. Eight? Oh. How do you, just, well, How do you because keep track? Yeah. I just do. You just pick up from the last page and then you keep moving. <laughs> I have a I'm, read, I'm reading a really neat book by uh, Kate Vermette. 
Manitoba writer. It's awesome. It's about the indigenous experience and it's oh. it's very good. It's I'm I'm really enjoying it so far. I've got another book I'm reading by David Epstein on range and how the generalist in the world has the advantage over the specialist in the world who just hones in on one skill. He uses mm-hmm. the example of Tiger Woods, who just was a golfer, versus Roger Federer who didn't take up golf until he was 16 mm. and who did every other sport where Tiger only did this piece. And he, he just talks about the outcomes. It's a really yeah. fascinating book. I'm also reading Leonardo da Vinci by Walter Isaacson. I love this writer. He does great biographies. And I'm about to pick up his book on Ben Franklin. These are creators and thinkers. These are heroes in my brain about people who did incredible things, did many things, and got very good at many, many things. So yeah. what are you reading, Andre? Uh, nothing. I'm not a big reader myself, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, that's a shame. I do want to ask you, though, and CJ and I were talking a bit, CJ is an only child. That's an awesome thing. Advantage, disadvantage to be an only child, CJ. I've never experienced having siblings, so it's hard to say, but a disadvantage is you're lonely, which is funny because when I was in French school, I had a teacher who only spoke French and she didn't know the word for an only child. So she asked me if I was a lonely child and I was I was young <laughs> that I'm like, well, let's say I'm a lonely child. We, we. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. Now you've got some brothers. I do. And sisters. Do you have any sisters? No. I have okay. two brothers. So uh, do you get along with them? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound convincing. I mean, they're, they're both younger than me, right? Derek is the middle child. He is in eighth grade. And then Julien is in, what, seventh grade. And they go to the Such fancy to my names. elementary school in uh, St. Norbert. Yeah, yeah, we get along. Oh, that's good. I mean, I always fought with my brothers. We always, it was just a matter of course. I don't know why. Yeah. And now it's funny, once you walk out of those adolescent times, you become your brothers, you become best friends. You just become tight. So CJ, you don't know what you're going to be missing. I think you should go find a sister or brother or something like that. Or I don't think I could deal with them, especially <laughs> if they're think younger. I could deal with them. Especially if they're younger. I don't, no, I don't blame you, CJ. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, kids. Uh, oh, my goodness. That's a lovely thing. <laughs> Children are lovely. Our guest today is a very special young man. He caught my attention when I was doing some work at the culinary program in Lurie That's one of the programs where you learn to be a chef. I think in the last podcast I talked about it, where you learn to make those special Lord lollipops <laughs> that only the grandchildren will admire and love. But it was Derek, and I was listening to a presentation because in the programs in Lourdes, we do a lot of extra career development, particularly in the Arts and Tech Center, where they have to do some stand-up talk about who they are, what's important to them, what are their skills. And we do that with great detail in the culinary program because it's a very artistic program. So I'd like to introduce to you a student who's in the culinary program. I tell you, he's dressed in Battlestar regalia right mm-hmm. now. He's in the white <laughs> chef outfit, of course, with the baseball hat. That's that's a bit of, of a he's, oh, yeah, he's on a break. Notice. He's on a break. Looks spectacular. There's nothing like a man in uniform or a person in uniform. All right. Nothing like that. And Derek, welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to have you here. He is working down there. In fact, I went down to talk to him just today, and they were in the middle of uh, implementing the lunch in the cafeteria, which is what he does. And he, you're in the last year of your program. Yes. So well, I'm in the last semester. Last last semester of the program. Derek, you come from Glenlawn, 2018. Yeah. So you graduated. That's a long time ago. About just a few years. Tell us about your Glenlawn program, what you did in that program. It actually had nothing to do with culinary arts. 
course not. Nothing. Those are the moments that happened to you, right? Yeah. That I was very sports driven in Glenlawn, actually. Everything I did was around sports. What did you mainly like play? At the time, it was mostly basketball because I'd played basketball for 15 years. And then in grade 10, one of my friends, he actually introduced me to team handball. That's one of those sports that's off the beaten path, though, because I taught at Windsor Park Collegiate and they used to have a team handball team there. It did something special, but mostly because there aren't a lot, there aren't a lot of team handball teams, not in Manitoba. So this team was always doing so fantastic. I thought, I'm going to come and watch these guys. It's not a big circuit. So if you can get good at team handball, you're going to move in this league. You're going to get really good. And Winter Park got really good for a few years. I thought it was fun to watch. You were doing basketball, which is your gig. That was my main sport at the time. Yeah, You're, you're about 5'10", right? Yep. So you're a three-point guy? Were you slamming? Ball. Can you slam the ball? No, I was close. You're no. close. So you have the good vertical and everything. What was your specialty in basketball? Were you a point guard? What were you, one or two or three? Uh, what were you? My best position would have been just on defense. You're one of those guys. Did you push everyone over? Not as much as I'd like to. <laughs> were you happy to take the charge? Oh, yeah. Okay, but that's what great... Oh, we're sorry. We don't know the basketball lingo okay. here. Okay. <laughs> I, I coached basketball for a lot of years at River East Collegiate, and we had some pretty good teams. I had a guy named Kevin Z. We'd put him out there. Kevin, you have to stop that guy. Take the charge. He loved taking the charge. In fact, he would get right in front of him. You know what I'm talking about, where you don't want a guy to get to the hoop and you're fast enough to get right in front of him and he's going to bowl you over. Get a oh, foul. Yeah, Those old okay. foul. Foul. Oh. <laughs> it's not like, what's one of those sports where they play the Frisbee game? What is that? Where they call their own fouls? Can you imagine really? playing a game like that? They call their own fouls. Can you imagine a basketball saying, oh, that was my foul. I'm sorry. No, like one, <laughs> no one would be that nice. <laughs> that, no. Actually, no, it's like that in badminton too. Yeah, what's it called? Call your... Frisbee? What Ultimate is Frisbee. Ultimate Frisbee, right? Yeah. You're supposed to call your own fouls. Half yeah. the time they play without referees. I could never do that having played hockey and, and basketball. I just don't think that's humanly possible. I wouldn't yeah. pay attention to myself to when I get fouls and everything. Play through it. Yeah. So basketball, influential to you? I would say so, yeah. How? Just started when I was young. It involves a lot more teamwork, which is very helpful in the work industry, especially in the culinary art industry. You're around all of your workmates, your coworkers, everyone sort of helping each other to get stuff done. And basketball is one of those, people think it's not a rough game. Oh, oh it, is. It's, it is. It's so rough. I thought hockey and football, those are some things I played as a kid, but I also played a little basketball. Well, hockey, they go into full-on fights. Basketball, yes. you don't punch each other. Or oh, oh, they do. I, they it's, do. It's underneath there, they do. And elbows as bad as a, a shot to the oh, head Oh, especially when oh, yeah. someone's like jumping to block or something, you get it right in the gut. Oh, and I've had it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. Those elbows are pointy. And... Uh, <laughs> I just remember my face getting hit so often by an elbow. And those are the worst, right? Especially when you're guarding oh, someone yes. and they're holding the ball up high and they're keeping the ball up high and they're moving their arms and their elbows are moving smack right off my cheek. You know, your lips are on the floor, but you keep playing. <laughs> and they step all over your lips and it's just a messy thing. Teamwork's really important in that game. Now, what actual position? Were you a guard? Were you a point guard? I kind of flip-flopped. I was more so like a guard slash shooting guard. We called him the two guy, right? Were you Very a much. fast player? Like, did you sprint on the court sort of thing or no? More or less, yeah. That's a hard game though, right? Like fast. you said, you're a defense guy. I love the defense guys. There were guys like, he's a, a successful businessman now. We, we should have him on here one day. Kevin was that guy you tap on the shoulder. Didn't always start, but he was a six man. You'd send out there and say, don't let this guy score. Did they look at you for that? Always. <laughs> and, I would always be put on like the best point guard because I'd give them a little trouble. And what did that mean to you when you were asked to do that? It was just more for me just go out there and do my job. But inside, what did that mean for you? I want to stop him. You want to stop him? <laughs> that was, that was but, really what I wanted to do. But the fact that the coach tapped you and said, you need to stop this guy. And yeah, he didn't tap some, other guys. That's he some tapped responsibility. You. I never really thought about that, actually. It was just more so I... Yeah, but why didn't he tap the other guys? 
I'm only tapping Kevin because I know we had another guy named Hard Hat. <laughs> we, we just called him Hard Hat. Man, Where did that name hard come hat. from? Because he works so hard under the boards. Like oh, he's okay. a hard hat. Like he's a, I thought, like, a hardworking like guy. I thought he fell on his head or something. So. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he worked in he construction. He actually wore a hard hat. Maybe he worked in construction. That's right. But when they rely on you to do that, you're a special player. Like you're quick and you're not letting this guy get an edge, right? Did you have successes and failures doing that? Oh, all the time. We had many like playoff games. It was very difficult because the other teams are always very good. And if, if they're putting you on their best, their point guards often their sec, first or second best player. If yeah. they're putting you on that person, that's pretty big responsibility. I can see you smiling about it too. <laughs> it's an honor to do that. Do you understand that when somebody calls on you to do that? I, because, I see that now. Well, I hope you understand <laughs> that. Somebody said, we need you to take charge here. Win, lose, or draw, they asked you to do it. Were you ever put with someone who was really tall or something? Because I played basketball a little bit and they would always put me with someone who was so much taller. And I'm like, how am I supposed to defend so this person? funny thing. <laughs> that um, sounds like bad coaching. No disrespect. <laughs> um, one of my best friends, he's 6'5", I think. 6'5", six, 6'7", six, maybe. And we used to play basketball all the time. And we were on the same team, like the Junior Bison team. I'd always play against him. Because I wanted to beat him. Because oh. he was just always super tall. He could just get up there. And... Well, and you learn how to guard those those oh. folks too, right? Oh, like yeah. You have to learn how to, how to seal those guys off and how to get in front of them quickly. You were probably quicker than they, so you yes. could understand and watch and get advantages. It was fun because you can get away with a lot more stuff too. Yes, yes, pinch yes. And poke and yes, yes. Do well, whatever. Look, pinch and poke, that's the minor <laughs> of it. If you're coming out of a basketball game as a starter without bruises, you just haven't had a hard enough game. It's a tough game. I just find it tough. And the running in it, right? The running's off the chart. You're playing basketball, you're working, and you're enjoying. What kind of student were you? High average student? I was an honor student? roll student. You're an honor roll student too. Yep, all so, four years. Right on. So what was your favorite course then? What did you like to take? Gym. <laughs> I, was, I don't know if that's Is that a course? course? I'm uh, kidding. I'm kidding. Don't say that to any. I know a lot of phys ed teachers. Of course it's a course. <laughs> But what other academic, even though gym can be academic and can lead to a lot of interesting things, right? It really boring can. courses. What boring, boring course did you like the most? I actually I really like science. I can't believe CJ said that. <laughs> <laughs> you like sciences? I did. I wanted to be a marine biologist. Oh, we had someone on the podcast who was a marine biologist last year. Oh, really? Yes, oceanographer. Oh, wow. You got to listen to the podcast. You'd be amazed at what she went to UBC for bits and I was going to ask that. And a neat story on the podcast about saving some people who were shipwrecked for months at sea. Wow. On her first voyage out to sea. It was amazing. Amazing. Anyway, so you're at the school. Your buddy says, let's go try out for the handball team. Yep. <laughs> is that exactly what he sounded like? How old is your buddy? <laughs> <laughs> he's a year older than me. But you see, said... that makes sense, doesn't it now? You're mocking me. Being mocked. <laughs> um, but he told me and a couple other guys just to come try out, see what it's like. And then we ended up sticking with it. Now, what did you like about that? handball piece and as i say i've watched it and i've always it's super entertaining that game it can be very fast paced which is something that i it is like basketball up and down the floor right yes what so even is handball because i've never heard of it it's called european handball isn't it yes okay so, so my best is. definition is it's water polo on land interesting okay. yes okay yeah it gets uh, a bit how do you more play water polo? Yeah. <laughs> so, so are you treading water in the air and stuff? Are you you're waving? <laughs> are your arms waving? Your legs no. flailing as you run up and down the sort court? of octopus like, yeah. And yeah. and that's what I'm looking like. That's right what I have now. In my Everybody's head right watching now, me right now. <laughs> but yeah, you mostly just run around. It's two nets on either side of the gym. We'll say it's a longer court. Oh, it's not played outside. No. Oh. Uh, in you Europe, can. it is. You can. Yeah, I've seen it in Europe played outside. Oh, yeah. Okay. 
So, and then your goal is to try to get this mini soccer ball into the net as many times as you can. But you can hold it. It's not like soccer. You hold it yeah. in your hand. But is it pass. like a soccer net or is it a different type? It's of a half a soccer net, right? I think About it's half, half the size. Oh, okay. So it's, it's a big two net. meters by three meters. I'm telling you, these guys can move and they can pass. I'm oh, stunned. Yeah. Like when you're really good. You had an, a unique experience playing that sport. Your buddy said, let's try out for this team. What team was that? He didn't say that team, but at first it started with the school team. And then I had one of the provincial coaches come and talk to me, say, hey, come try out for the provincial team. And then shortly after that, it was, hey, come try out for Team Canada. So you, you made the provincial team, obviously. Yes. And then on the provincial team, they noticed you and said, try out for Team Canada. Yes. What was that like? You're trying out for, like, none of us have this experience of trying out for, for me, it's not even a provincial team. Maybe you guys have no, a better, no, maybe no. you guys have had better success. <laughs> no. I, you know, I, I played for the Bush League teams all the time. But what's the experience of coming to try out for a Canadian team? It was a big shock because everything just kind of came at once. It was all, oh, spend a few years here doing this, do this. It was just, okay, provincial team, now we're going to national team. So in the span of how long then? You're talking about a year this all happened? I would say a year and a half, two years. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm more interested in, did they have the nicer towels? Were the sweats cool? Like, <laughs> because it's Team much. Canada, like, did they have cool things? Oh, yeah. You like a better it. first aid kit? Um, they had... <laughs> better first aid kit? <laughs> they had, what do you call it, a medical assistant? Is that what it's called? Oh, you had a physiotherapist? Yeah, that's what, what You had yeah. your own physiotherapist? Yeah. That's so fancy. So we had that. We had access to, like, bigger gyms because we had to travel to different gyms. Did you ever travel out of Canada or did you stay in Canada? So when in 2019, we went to the World Championships in Macedonia. Oh, wow. Okay, then the towels must have been really nice there. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Yeah, the chairs, even with the chairs, <laughs> the chairs, you were, were the chairs uh, must have been spectacular. If they you're were playing like the in foam a... ones with oh. a little backrest and everything. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's spectacular. That's what I want to know, because I'll never hit that. When you're playing in a world championship game representing Canada, what does that feel like? It's nerve-wracking, because you play in this giant stadium, and if you've never played oh, it... Were there fans? There were. Not so much from Canada, just because of the travel costs and everything. But Sweden had a lot of fans. Germany, I think, had quite a few fans. So you played Sweden, Germany. What other countries did you play? Hungary, France, Egypt, Nigeria, I think Spain as well. Was there a team you're watching in the warm-up going, holy smokes, are you sure we want to suit up against these guys? Pretty what? much every team. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah. They're, oh. all, they're all supposed to be like 19 or 18, but they look like they're 32. They all had beards, right? Easily. Okay, they all had beards. <laughs> they're built like a truck, so it's kind of scary standing in front of them. So you got shellacked a couple times then, right? Like, what was the closest game you had? Who were you playing? Uh, we lost by one to Nigeria. Okay, that must have been a great game, though. It's fun to be in a game like that, eh? It is. It's really fun. Oh, Those are the best games. So what do you take from a world championship that moves you forward? Like, as you take you take from that and you move forward. Because, I mean, you said you got shellacked, but you're in a world championship. Exactly. So what do you take moving forward for life? Well, you more so just watch the players on other teams that are your position. And you pick up, like, some tricks that they do, some different styles of play that they have. And then just overall gameplay. Did you feel like proud to get to the world championships? Because I know I would if I yes, got there. Very, like, very wow. much so. My parents were very proud of me for that too. Well, how cool is that? Yeah. You just mentioned your parents. Your parents are very supportive in your life? 
Always. And they always looked out for you? Always. You're a sports guy. Were they sports people? They were sports people. My mom was, her team for high school basketball was elected into the Hall of Fame, actually. Oh, my goodness. The Manitoba Hall of Fame. Yes. Oh, that's pretty cool. And my dad, he played hockey, baseball, a couple other things growing up as well. Oh, so it kind so of runs, runs in the, in the family. family. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. Much. yeah. So sports, you got some brothers and sisters? I've got two sisters. And were they all sports people too? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the hesitation, yeah. The hesitation says no. My oldest no. sister, she played basketball for a long time. The middle sister, she played volleyball. That's about all I know. So would you say you're the more active Yes. Siblings. Although Siblings. now they, they're both, they were both into dance. Oh, now I they see. Both oh, but that's dancing and. Well, for me, that's like a sport. I, yeah. That's enormously. Yeah. In fact, it might even be more of a sport. Sometimes I think so. Yeah. Right so you get to see some of their warm ups, if you yeah. want to call it that. It's very intense. Yeah, they do a ton of movement and dance. Yeah. The interesting part is you're sitting in front of us in a culinary outfit right now. With your so, name on it, that's yeah. fancy. Super fancy. And, oh, okay, you can put cigarettes in the side. <laughs> no, not cigarettes. Those are for pens. Yes. Okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, in, in the old days, they just... They well, I'm sure they put, had the little... They put a pack of cigarettes. Right on, right on. They were cooking? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, what attracts you to this? That The sports guy gets hooked into culinary. Yeah. Talk about that a little bit. So when I was 14, I started working at a restaurant. It was called Pittman's on 44. It's out at West Hawk Lake but it's now called High Point Restaurant. So I started out as everyone does, like a dishwasher. The first year was dishwasher. And then the second year I worked there, it was dishwasher for about two, three weeks and then right into cooking. Now the dishwashing, some people go, oh, I don't want to do this. You just saw this as a necessary. I think that stuff's really necessary. I know they ask you to do that at Earl's, at, oh, yeah. at, at the keg. So you understand what it takes to wash a dish and to see how long a dish will be in rotation, how long it exactly. takes to get it into rotation, right? So the small little details at the beginning of a job or the things that people don't pay attention to. It is very crucial. You understand those, right? Yes. Okay. So then you get into the cooking piece. Were you a line cook? What were you? What kind of things were you making? Oh, boy. Out there, it was like burgers, steaks, um, pasta, fries. We had a bunch of stuff on the menu at the time. Um, now, what was the first thing you burned or messed up? Totally messed up. I burned. Uh, where, where somebody went, brought it back. Oh, I don't remember what that was. Did, it never happened, did it? Well, it happened a few times, <laughs> but I remember the first year that we got our pizza oven, I burned oh. like four in a row. Ooh. Well, that's a skill pizza oven. We, we call that in Italy. Not in Italy, like I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> Al forno. That means okay. in the oven, the open oven there, right? Pretty cool. So you have one of those at the restaurant. We have two of them. What's it called? The High... High Point. The High Point Restaurant. I think I've been there probably. It's at West Hawk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I know. I've heard it. The High Point. So you messed up a few of those. What's the thing you loved making there where you thought, wow? Honestly, if you get a nice burger and it's all stacked nice and high, it's very satisfying. It's a nice moment. Yeah. 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 It's cool. And, and people love that too, right? Yes. Do you right find on. cooking helpful for sports? Because I know if you know like however many calories or whatever you should put into it to be good for your body for sports, it can be very beneficial. You would think so. Um, <laughs> I don't really pay attention to that. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah, did you have a big diet? This is what I'm thinking too. You're you're on the world championship team. Were there was there a nutritionist too working at what you should eat and all that kind of stuff? No, but the hotel that we were staying at always had meals prepped for us. We'd go down for breakfast. It was usually like I don't know your common French cuisine, like bread and jelly and. Was there French toast? Was there Julia Child food there? 
was it Julia food made from Julia Child recipes? Not, not the whatever. Do you understand the reference he's making? I have no idea. Okay, neither do I. It's okay. It's okay. Okay. He talks nonsense a lot. A little bit. Sometimes nonsense is good. It stimulates the mind. So now you come to you're working in there. Your sister came to the Arts and Technology Center ahead of you. Yeah, so she's four years older than me, and she started to do the baking and pastries course in, I believe it was in, during her high school years. And she graduated from there and went over to La Belle Baguette and then stayed there, I think, for five years. So she can make a mean piece of bread then. Oh, that would be spectacular. She doesn't favorite. cook as much at home as you would think. Delicious. She must have been a big influence then because she, she went to ATC. She had a good experience? She did have a good experience, which is why she led me to come here actually well that's pretty cool and usually that happens right like when you're in a program and you're and your brother or sister watching the older sibling has a big influence doesn't it about how and it well gives you going. like a little bit of motivation too if oh, okay they did fine during that then like i'll go try it too sort of thing that's a good point cj because sometimes you're just looking for i enjoy this and i think i can get good at this yeah yes always or I try and beat her. Yeah, the competitive. Try to do well, of course. Yeah. I, I forgot the whole sports thing. World <laughs> Championship. She comes here. She graduates. She goes out and does some, some more work in the field, working in the field. Yes. You decide to come here for culinary. Why is that? Why culinary? She took pastry. Well, I've been cooking my whole life, and she's been working with me recently. And we just decided, hey, why don't we try opening a restaurant? So we're looking for places to do that. I thought this would be a huge benefit to us. It would help the future. And you're almost done here. You're done your culinary experience in the next couple of months, right? In this space. And then what's your hope and dream then? If everything goes well, we would have, hopefully, (laughs) if we have a restaurant by 2023, it would be open sometime. So you want to open your own restaurant? Oh, that's so cool. That, that is very cool. With your sister? Yes. Oh, my gosh. So there'll be great pastry, great steaks. This is a this family is, restaurant. How yeah. nice. How super oh, yeah. nice. How about your parents? Are they looking at this going, I don't know if you should do this? They're very supportive. Food's a tough industry, you know. I've heard. You've heard. I've been in it. I've, He's I've, done I've, his research. Especially no, I've actually owned a couple of hotels in my life. And, and the food part of it was always the most difficult. It's always the hardest piece of it. It just absolutely is. Do you know it, what type of restaurant? Like, is it going to be just your regular one? Or is it going to be like a vegan one, a vegetarian one? Or I'm not sure I'm allowed to say. Oh. oh, there's something <laughs> proprietary about this. Something yes. in the works behind the scenes. Okay, but you are good. What do you think your best food that you create in this culinary program is? What are you really good at? Like in the culinary arts class? or Yeah, culinary yeah. arts yeah, class like right now. a specific niche or something that you think you're really good in? I like to base my stuff around meat. Mm. So anything so meat-related. Do, do you smoke them? I haven't tried that yet. Oh, okay. No, but we do have a smoker at the cottage. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, my uh, daughter-in-law, she has a license. She's Métis, I think, and she, she hunts elk. Harvester's rice, uh, license. A harvester's license? Yeah. She hunts elk, and I had a piece of elk. This is spectacular. Oh my gosh, this is spectacular. Really? If you've never had this, look. It's it's not like a bunny. This no, thing no. is huge. Like I, I'm just I'm just not a big meat either. I know so when some you're people aren't. That, I'm like oh. I know my honestly my wife's like that too. Like she was she's totally off meat. Mm. Totally off. And, and, yeah, I pretty and, much only eat chicken. She's to, well, yeah, she she's eating chicken. I think she wants to get off of all of it though. But this is the beginning of your career, so you're just in exploratory mode. You get excited much, by yeah. by looking at new food and going, I'm going to try something. Yeah. 
when when Chef uh, Lindhorst says we're going to do this and it's kind of new, do you get excited? Yeah, because it's always something that I could add to my your menu. Yeah, like your repertoire. Yeah. yeah. So now there's a lot of work. Like, are you excited to make your own menu that says this is the Derek Brunet? Yeah. You can't say this but yet. It's very limited because I only have a certain amount of input. I see. That's so exciting. My sister I feel also like does it. I'm talking to like a celebrity or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, this could be. Could be one day. So the culinary path is the path. And you'd like to get out back to West Hawk. You want to do it in West Hawk, right? Yeah. Are you looking to actually connect and to, to continue working with these folks at the high point? Yes. Or potentially build your own space? Would um, that be a building or you want to get an old building and renovate it? So there's a few spots around sort of the South White Shell that are available. It's more so we would have to build it up and it would cost a lot of money. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. But if there's a space available to buy that's already converted into a restaurant, yep. that would be even better. So that's your plan. Yes. That's your plan. You guys ever open I, a restaurant up there? We go to the White Shell all the time during the summer. I would be sure to visit. Yeah, that, I go there too. Cool, I, I definitely come. I might not yeah, eat I, anything. I didn't but... eat, I, you know, at your age, I used to hang out there with my with my friends who were park patrols at oh. Rennie. Oh, yeah. Rennie? Yep. So they were park patrols. So we'd eat there all. I'd always eat the Falcon. It's called the Falcon Crest or something. Restaurant at Falcon Lake. Yeah, they have well, a Falcon Lake there. has a restaurant there too. Yeah. Do they and have a few restaurants? They have a yeah. few of them, but that's the bigger one there. And they used to sell those Nelda's cinnamon buns. Mm. Holy oh. smokes. The thing was the size of a catcher's mitt. It was just smothered in butter. I'm still dreaming about it. I think you guys will have to finish the podcast. I'm getting a little <laughs> Yeah. I'm just dreaming about Start this. Start driving out there right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were delicious. And it was just, a, it was a, you see little signs as you were driving when I was a young guy. Nelda's buns at this place. I went, oh my gosh, they sell the Nelda's bun. I, I don't know if they're around anymore or what happens. You never heard of it? No. Okay. They were pretty cool. But they used to sell them at that place. And they were huge. Just huge, smothered in butter. I loved them. Anyway, your plans to do that? You still want to play sports? Do you still want to keep your nose? It's hard when you're out at West Talk to exactly. keep up the sporting gig, right? Yes. Unless you want to golf. Are you a golfer? I used to be, and then I snapped my driver head, and then it just kind of dwindled off. What's your driver head? What? Yeah, like the hey, club. The club. Oh, okay. I don't know golf terms. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we shall educate. These two new producers, you're both beautiful people, but we need to educate you. Yeah. A few things. The driver's head. But that's your best part. Like Falcon Lake's got a great, there's some great golf courses up there. Of course. Beautiful stuff up there. What would you say if you were talking to a young person in Glenlawn who is sitting in a class in grade 11, what would you tell them as your cheap piece of advice? Don't rush into things because if you were to do that, it would just be very non-beneficial towards you. Don't rush into something? Yes. Just because I like I didn't rush into whatever I wanted to because I wasn't really sure. And if other people did, I'm sure that it wouldn't it would either be a waste of money or a waste of time. Not necessarily a waste, but different not what they wanted to do. What would yes. you recommend they do to get a sense of where the best path may lie? Try everything. I like that. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting the look. I was interrupted by Andre. Yeah. It's time for a special segment we do called Quick Cues. They're going to ask you some questions. I'll let them explain what they're going to do. Go. Yeah, so basically, so Quick Cues, CJ is going to ask you a sequence of questions. Just whatever comes off the top of your mind, just say it, and then it's fast, fast, fast. Well, it's our quick way to get to know you very yeah. quickly and oh, some boy. things we're not asking. There's no right or wrong answer here, except for the last question. That's the only <laughs> right or wrong answer. I'll leave you with that. And so I'm going to pass it to CJ.
right. The first question is, are you a dog or cat person? Both. Interesting. Do you think pineapple belongs on pizza? No. That was no, very, you were quick. very quick to answer that. <laughs> what about your favorite potato chip flavor? Ooh, barbecue or ketchup. What do you put on your toast? Butter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Summer or winter? Summer. Easily. Do you have a messy or tidy desk? Probably messy. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. What's expired in your fridge recently? Uh, cheese. What about your favorite music artist? Mm, Jesse Reyes. Your favorite social media? Instagram. Good choice. Actually, Facebook. A bad choice. <laughs> the Facebook marketplace. Are you an outdoors or indoors person? Outdoors. What about your favorite genre of music? I'm getting into more country now. Are you a coffee, tea, or water person? Mostly coffee. Morning or night? Nights. Do you believe in ghosts? Yeah. What about your greatest fear? Clowns. And your favorite podcast? This one. Oh, that's oh, the correct yes. answer. Yeah. Finally, after 40 episodes, somebody got the correct answer. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Derek. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Well, I hope you had a little fun doing this, Derek. I did. And we've learned a lot about you. I, I think you've got an interesting career path. I'm so excited to see if this path will materialize the way you're thinking about it. I, I suspect so. it's going to, well, I suspect it's going to move and change and pivot and move, but Hey, you're, you're going to be, you're a chef. After this, you are a, a beginning chef, which is amazing. After this program, can you wear the white hat or not? I'm not too sure. I think you have to wear the, like a protocol on that. Well, he wears the black hat right now, right? Oh, yeah. Oh. Which is what, so he's kind of a villain. Do they mean to be? <laughs> well, he's a villain chef. He wears the black hat. Oh, okay. Works yeah. for but, the dark side. Okay. But, but yeah. then when you become, I think you have to get a red seal chef, right? To wear the white thing. Do you have to a journeyman? I believe so, yes. I think you have to do that. So is that your aspiration to continue the education? Not currently, but I'm not putting it yes. away. It's an option, right? Yeah. It's an, it's an excellent option. Hey, Derek, we wish you well. And this path, I love this path. You are the, the confluence of many pieces coming together to shape a path that moves you in places that seem completely disparate and not really connected. But you see, as they move, they begin to shape Derek the person, Derek the thinker, Derek the creator, Derek the chef, and Derek the entrepreneur and the owner. And Derek with many titles that he just That's assigned right. you. Yes. <laughs> I don't think you could fit those all on your uh, on, on your, your resume. Oh, yeah, no, on his on his printing. Yeah, yeah, the printing on his uh, on his cooking outfit there. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you doing this. Thank you for having me. And there's a special thing we have for you. You're there because you're in the studio. We give you. The special, how exciting is this? I haven't even given it to the producers yet. Yeah, I was yeah. about to say, we don't even have one of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you guys don't rate yet. <laughs> Here it is, the Adventures in Careerland sweatshirt. Yeah, See? just for those listening, he's holding up a nice blue sweater with the Careerland logo in a which lighter blue. Which we do not have. Which we do not have, just to note. <laughs> well, as, but, long as, no. <laughs> as long as I keep you hoping for this, I can get you to do things. So it's uh, That's what he's true. holding above our heads. We, just go, right. we, we go towards go. it. Yeah. Anyway, that's for you, sir. Thank I appreciate you, you doing this. And what fun talking to you, Derek. I think you're an interesting person. Something cool is going to happen to you. Keep working, keep growing, keep thinking about possibilities, and keep creating. That sounds like you're a creator. I try. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Keep creating. And ladies and gentlemen, that's it for another edition of Adventures in Careerland. Land.